Welcome to It's All Fine and Dangy, where we talk about community, health, culture, and all of the big and little things that make life good. Here are your hosts, Dan and Angie. Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 48 of It's All Fine and Dangy. Oh, wait, Bill Files just said that. Why did I repeat him? <laughs> he said what? Welcome to It's All Fine and Dangy. No, I think it's good to do that. I thought about doing that. I think yeah. we should have like a, maybe even make the music run a little longer and just say, hey, welcome and kind of talk about what the show is because yeah. I've been listening to other podcasts. Brand recognition. I think it's good. I think well. it also introduces people that maybe don't listen to the show. Say, yeah. hey, what we're doing, this is what we are, this yeah. is how we do it. In Welcome. our own words, maybe. Yeah. Oh, and okay. I think, I think that intro Maybe next good. time. Maybe yeah. next time. So, it's we our, did a Facebook Live this week. This is our Valentine's Day special. It is a Valentine's Day special? It has to be, because, because it's <laughs> Valentine's Day. And what do you say when it's Valentine's Day, Dan? Happy Valentine's Day. That is hilarious. That is hilarious. You're going to say that to me 15 times on Valentine's Day, I probably Day, am. You? If yeah. you guys watch Friends out there, there's an episode. You know the episode. I know the episode very well. Yes, I do. Yes, but it is because if you're listening to this on the day that it comes out and you just remember that it's Valentine's Day, you, you are in trouble. Better hightail it because it is some tomorrow. Store yes. Right now. That's right. <laughs> no, you should order flowers from Jennifer from Jen- Smith. Jennifer Smith, which we have already announced. That's right. Check out the website so you can find it. Anyway, we did the Facebook Live this week, and that was super exciting. That was exciting. And, uh, we're getting back into it. It's been a while. People um, that joined us and were commenting and oh yeah, we had, I could barely see the screen, but I was able to interact. Yeah, we had comments the whole time. The one, the, of course, the technical thing is the thing that's bugging me. But, of course. And I've been researching this like crazy. Billy's going to help me when we go to the, by the time this airs, we will have already been on the Kitchen Killers yes, live show. Yes, yes. But uh, he is also an IT guy and I want to hook two microphones to... An iPad, so I won't bore everyone with that. But I'm going to figure that out. All right. right. I know you will. Speaking of Valentine's Day, you gave me my Valentine's Day present. Well, yeah, I did. That was a simple little thing. I know, but I loved it. So I'm a huge fan of the Hunger Games. I had to run for my life from police (laughs) to get that for you. (laughs) You did? Okay, not police. (laughs) I'm an apartment complex security guard. but You did have to do that. But yeah. You found the series of hardcover books I for did. me. I did. I found. I started them. reading it today already, I, and I've I, read them like four times already. I love them. Though. I saw that you laid out in by the lake, and I saw that I in did. your picture. I like my outside time when I'm reading. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, the story behind that is I saw it on the Facebook Marketplace. Somebody was selling them like brand new. I'm not even sure they've been read once. And doesn't for, seem like they have <laughs> for a minimal amount of money. So I saw them pop up. I'm like, got to go get them that day. It was like a Friday. I'm like, where I, is he going? It's this fancy apartment <laughs> complex over in Lake Mary. And, uh, you know, I followed the car in front of me and like everybody does through the gate. And, oh, they chased me halfway across the neighborhood in a golf cart and told me to go back. And Check it was, in. it was like, give a, your thumbprint, you, you ever blood seen sample. Paul Blart, mail cop. Yes. Or mall cop, I guess. Yeah, they were very serious. Got to keep their, um, Citizens protected. Is it citizens? Residents. That's the word I'm looking for. Citizens? What is that from? That's from something. I don't know. Hey, I forgot to do something though. A couple weeks ago, I finally scheduled a massage that you got me for my birthday. You know what? I still haven't used the smoothie card that you gave me in 2013. Still good. Dear Lord. 
anyway, I finally did that, and I just wanted to give a shout out to Massage by Tiffany. Yes. She is now right down in the um, it's a Wakaiva shopping center where Fuddruckers is. There's a My Salon Suites in there, and that's where she is located now. Oh, so cool. I'll put her contact info in the show notes. But um, it was a very relaxing massage. Was she it? said I was super tense from head to toe <laughs> and that I needed that. Well, there's a shocker. <laughs> shocker. Well, yeah, so we'll put a link in the description of the show to that. Yeah. Go get your massage on and do some relaxation, some self-care, people. Yes. We please. all need it. Yeah. I say yes, and I never do. I love getting them, though. I yeah. really do. You like the really deep tissue ones, though. You yes. want to hurt when you leave, right, Yes, buddy? that's true. I want to be sweating when they're doing it because it's hurting so uh-huh. bad. So, what else is up, man? I'm on steroids. <laughs> You're raging I'm too raging. from it. I had like steroids a, do all do different things to different people. Well, you know it's weird. So I had like a sinus thing, as you know. I woke mm-hmm. up last week and could not breathe out of my nose at all, and it was terrifying. It and, was uh, terrifying. So I went to one of the these like walk-in clinics, which I never do, and they gave me a shot in the, steroids in the butt. <laughs> And it actually worked. About an hour yeah, later, I could breathe. So it's weird. But they given me pills to take all week. And it just went, I'm going to pour yeah. over that. But anyway. Um, what did they do at the doctor today? <laughs> they, well, you would do a different kind uh, of doctor today. That was no fun either. <laughs> well, anyway, the, those steroids, They the first day I felt great. And now every day since, it makes me feel like I've had too much coffee. I can't wait for them to be done. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, today they took a camera and stuck it up my nose. Exciting. All the way up. This thing was like three feet long. Down my throat almost. It was uh, it was no fun. What was my response when you told me they were about to put a camera up your nose? I don't remember. I Half- said, cool. <laughs> oh, you did say cool. It was actually kind of cool because you watched the, they watched the screen in front of you the whole time. Yeah. So that was pretty cool. We were both at doctor's offices today. I know. Fine, I had to get a shot. Yes. Tetanus shot. Yeah. It didn't even hurt, though. Tetanus shot. That's the kind where they just like stab it into your shoulder. Yeah, and it didn't even hurt. That's because you're know, so I don't, tough. No, but I don't like needles. I can't look at them. You're covered in tattoos. I I never looked one time when they were tattooing me a little bit, like, but I didn't sit there and watch them like you do. Oh, I don't mind watching. Oh, no, I can't. Not at all. Now, when I was younger, I was deathly afraid of needles. Of needles. Me too. So bad to where they had to restrain me to give me shots when I was little because wow. I would kick them right in the nose. Oh, I didn't care you were who that it was. Kid. I hear I that was kid. Violent. When we used to go to the pediatrician with the kids, I would hear. The kid the, that's wailing kids. and negotiating and <laughs> one more minute. Hold on. I'm just, you know, the whole Please, thing. Please, I promise I'll never be bad again. <laughs> oh, goodness. So, did you do the broom challenge? I did the broom challenge. You did. I watched you do the broom challenge. Here, I don't really do those things. You know what's so cool about the broom challenge? This is the only time of year that people believe that you can do the broom <laughs> thing when you can actually do it any day of the I year, know. any year ever. It gets people experimenting with something, though. It really does. And it was fun. I don't care. I know it's not a real thing, yeah. but it was I've fun. Just never been one of those that does any of those ice you bucket also challenge. Did the mannequin sure. challenge of That's only because you make me do Whatever. that stuff. Whatever. It was You force fun. it upon me. These are the little things in life that make <laughs> it fun. You know? It's so easy. It was easy. Yeah. Well, anyway. I was we, on a ladder decorating a Christmas tree when you did that. That's true. And I had to hold very still. No, that was Rachel on the Christmas tree. You were holding a glass of wine and you did have to hold very still. Oh, yeah. Okay, that's right. That's right. <laughs> Can we set a date for the vision board? Why are you telling everybody we haven't done that vision board I yet? Really, not supposed to know I really want to do it. 
Hey Look, guys, I, I'm guess honest. what? I'm it's honest. February. We haven't done our vision board I'm yet. I'm honest with our audience. Yes. We're okay. We do need to set a date though, we, but we can't we, push it out of the way. Okay, I have all these well, magazines I got to squeeze here. it in between my push-ups. So when are we going to do it? <laughs> How are those push-ups going, buddy? <laughs> Let's get back to the vision board topic. Can we? Is there going to be a picture of somebody doing push-ups on that vision board? Exactly. And is the person not going to be you? <laughs> I, you know why I haven't done any push-ups? Because I don't have my vision board of okay. push-ups to hey, put we're together. doing the vision board tonight, then. Okay. We're going to be up late. Can we seriously pick a date? Yes, What's the date? Let's pick it right now on the air live. How am I supposed to do that? i got to pull out my calendar and everything. Well, look, I, then we weren't going to stand by it. Find. Okay. Find. Find. Okay. Gosh, <laughs> what is going on right now? I don't know. I'm ready, though. Oh, okay. So let's look at the dates. So Valentine's Day, we know we're going to be at Wakaiva Island That's because right. Atlantic Alibi yes. is Yes. Oh, I can't wait. That's going to be great. Okay. So we are committing to the 16th? Yes. We February 16th, let's say about 4 o'clock. February 16th at 4 p.m. Invite me to that and I will be there. All right. I'm putting it on the calendar. It's official. Awesome. And other news... Uh, my son came back from Seattle, surprised me. We talked about that on the Facebook Live. Yes, I went did. over there to drop off a piece of paper for his mom to mail to him, and he opened the door and he was standing there. So that was so awesome. He's going to come over this weekend. We're going to hang out a little bit. Surprise, surprise. Yes, and I thought you would be happy to know it is now official that in March, Friends will be available on HBO. Of course I'm happy. You know I that. Know. I missed and, my show, but what has been my sleep show now? Oh, that 70s show. Yeah. I love that show too. <laughs> that show's but pretty funny. The, uh, the reason we'll have HBO again in March is because Westworld's coming back. Oh, yeah. And Aaron Paul is going to be in it from... Breaking Bad, Jesse oh, Pinkman yeah, from Breaking that's right. Bad. You showed me that, that. Yes, that's going to be good. That is going to be good. And we had a busy weekend. We uh, went and met with some now new friends, Hugh and Lisa at King Grove. Yes, we and, did. And uh, we're going to talk more about them and with them in an upcoming episode. But first uh, week of March, mm-hmm. really, really nice organic farm out there. We're going to teach everybody a little bit more about the real organic project, which yeah. sounds incredibly boring, but is incredibly yeah. cool. Trust really me. Really interesting. Really interesting. It really is. What else you got for me, man? That's all I got. I just wanted right. to say, as we're rolling into the uh, the community call out, this I know I say this for everybody, but this particular interview, I'm really excited to share. We had such a great time sitting with Kim. I love her story. You do love her story. It, you it were is, telling me about the story before I even met her. Yeah, I know I was, but it <laughs> is. I just love it when people are successful especially when I feel like they really deserve it. But anyway, I, you know, I, I guess their story is such a great one. Yeah. And, I, and I'm not going to talk about it too much more because she goes through it. But Leave please stay it tuned. to the interview. Yeah, it is a really great interview. And uh, it's a really interesting business. It's a real interesting journey. And I think if you are interested in crafting or any of that, you will definitely want to give your business to this particular crafting business. Yes, I think so. Yeah. So anyway, we'll be right back after this quick break with the community call out. Okay. Hey guys, welcome back. And now it's time for our community call out. And today we are sitting with the owner and founder of the paper crafting company called My Favorite Things. Her name is Kim Vandersanden. And please join us in welcoming Kim to the show. Hi, Kim. 
Hi. Good it's, morning. Yeah. I'm happy to be here. Bright and early on this Sunday morning. It's 10 a.m., which you, is bright and early for me on a Sunday. You got us up early this Sunday morning. Absolutely. It's yes. a beautiful day, though, so we needed to be up early. It, it is. is. It's a gorgeous day. Um, yeah. The weather right now is so awesome. I know. You get to actually wear a sweater outside today. Mm-hmm. It's nice. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> So, Kim, before we get started kind of talking about my favorite things, can you tell us a little bit about yourself personally? I am a wife. I'm a mom to two beautiful daughters, and we have a zoo. You do have a zoo. (laughs) Tell us a little bit about that zoo. We're actually sitting in the zoo right now. We are in the middle of the zoo. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Um, And I, I want to preface this by saying... Our house smells really clean. It is really clean. It is. Because as soon as I start getting into the, the quantity of animals, people are like, oh my God. I'm never going yeah. there. No, yeah. You're... Well, I can attest as someone who is sensitive to that stuff, like the kennels, uh-huh. I can attest to the fact that yes, the house is very clean. It smells very clean. It's not that kind of zoo. Yeah. No. Uh, so we have eight dogs. We have six cats. We have three birds. We have... Um, bearded dragon. A bearded dragon. I was trying to think of the name of her. Uh, we have a tortoise, and we have 10 hens and a rooster. Oh, my goodness. It is a zoo. That is a full-blown zoo. It's a, it's a petting zoo, actually. It is. We should, we should charge <laughs> a fee. You can be hands-on with all these animals. But you... What I love is that a lot of your animals are rescues. Mm-hmm. So you are um, taking in animals that really need a home and needs, you know, forever home. Yeah, that's super important to us. Yeah. yeah. And you have big dogs and you have little dogs. Yeah, yeah. We're talking the range. So for you guys listening, this we're talking the range of like a te- almost a teacup Yorkie-sized dog all the way up to the big dogs. That uh-huh. I, the dogs that scare me a little bit, but yeah. <laughs> um, now, you, you tend to have mostly black cats. Can you tell me the story behind that? Yes, all of our cats are rescues. And for whatever reason, with cats and dogs, black cats are the least likely to be adopted. Because really? Of, yeah, Same with black the, dogs? Yep. The They're superstitious. Yeah, yep. superstition. Mm-hmm. So we've kind of made a point in donating primarily black cats. Wow. Yeah. That's a, that's that's definitely a problem in the shelters. I, I never would have suspected people believe in that. Still. I know. Wow. I, Superstition still exists, people. I <laughs> yes, guess it does. You know, the whole knock on wood thing and mm-hmm. whatever. I mean, I don't even really know some of them. What, like breaking Something a mirror? About walking under a ladder? Oh, yeah. Well, Oh, done well, that know, like a thousand times. The, the black cat crosses your path. Yeah. It's oh, supposed yeah. to be bad luck or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's associated with like Halloween and scary stuff. Sure. Like, and they're the sweetest things. So to shift gears again back to your business, can I remember, so I've known Kim for a long time, just for the listeners again, and I remember, Kim, when you had in your old house a little room that had, it wasn't really even the whole room that was full of this stuff. You had like a wall that was like, a, if I remember correctly, like one of those pegboard walls people have in their yeah. garage. Mm-hmm. And you had various cardstock and stamp things and stuff. And I used to tease you mm-hmm. about the cards that you would give me for my birthday or whatever. And uh, they were awesome. But I used to jokingly say, well, why buy a card when you can make one for three times the price? And <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, who's laughing now? Because I, yeah. I, I, love, I love telling that story because it's really not three times the price, just for clarity. But it, it might was, be, though. It might oh, be. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. One single card, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, because if you make more than... Because you have $75 in tools involved. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Good point. But, um, you know, the cards were really, really cool. There's 3D type cards that 
that look like they're almost hand drawn and it was very detailed and really nice. But I love the story of how you have kind of gone from that little thing to what you guys have now. So can you walk us through, it's a big thing to sort of try to answer, but can you walk us through how you got started with that little space in that little room and how it grew from there into the business that you guys have now? Sure. Um, the long and the short of it is I was a card maker by hobby and then decided to open up an online store really not with any intention to make any money, but to be able to get the stuff that I liked crafting, crafting with at wholesale. Oh, smart. Ah, that's yeah. the yeah. reason. That's what real crafters do. Yeah. yeah that's brilliant. <laughs> and so once I, and I built my, my first store, I went to office Depot and I got the web in a box, hundred dollars startup kit. Oh yes. Yeah. So I really had a smoking website. <laughs> yeah. I bet it sure. was amazing. Oh, totally. <laughs> And uh, a lot so, of animated gifts and things going on. No, not even like I think I took a picture of some scrapbook paper that I really liked, and that was my background. Oh, nice! <laughs> it was sad, but it is what it is. It served its purpose yeah, for you, though. It so, did. so then yeah. you could get your own supplies for your own crafting and wholesale yeah. price, and that was the intent to get started. Yeah. And at that time, I was working for what's now iHeartMedia. And my boss there basically said, well, why would anybody shop at your shop versus anybody else's if you all have the same things? Right. And then I thought, well, that's a really good idea. You know, that's a good point. So then I decided to create proprietary products. I thought that was what was going to entice a customer to shop with us versus someone else if we had something special. Sure. They couldn't find anywhere else. So. That's kind of how it all began. Now, how does one go about finding proprietary products at that point? Well, the way to do it in our industry is to design and create the products. So I had to find a manufacturer and I had to find illustrators right? and start really from, from scratch, square one. And at that time... Our market clear stamps were like nobody really was doing it. There was maybe one or two other companies. It was like super, that part of the industry was in its infancy. Ah, perfect timing. That's the timing to get in, yeah. But of course, I didn't know, you know, anything about that. It just felt like it was going to be a fun thing to do, which I now think really served me very well because the intention wasn't to make money. Yes, I I also think sort of the... the, accidental theme for the podcast this month is really about people that are chasing their passion or have chased their passion to success. And I think this is a great example of that because you did this because you love doing it, not Mm -hmm. because you wanted to get rich from it or anything like that. And I think that's what makes people most successful because you were just sharing with others what you love to do. Yeah. And then to be able to turn that into a, a successful business, right? I mean, it, it just kind of comes to you, I think, because it really has. It's been such a serendipitous experience. Like I, I don't even really have words. That's just really the the best word. Yeah. You know, there's yeah. never been any real struggle. There's never been a, a business plan or. You yeah. know, I'd, I'd always write my you know intentions for the year or stuff like that, but there's never been anything formal. Yeah, yeah that's funny because we're just about to do a what are they called again? I can never remember the, the where you put your pictures in a inspiration thing. board or you, a vision board. A vision, a vision board. board. We're getting ready yeah. to do a vision board. I've never done one before, but I totally believe in that kind of mm-hmm. thing. And uh, you and I, I know, have similar beliefs about how the universe works and all that. But the the fact that you did this thing out of passion, you did it because you wanted it 
to um, get the better pricing for yourself initially, just so you could do it yourself and your general passion for it, I believe have a lot to do with how things, the stars just kind of aligned and it just worked Mm -hmm. out. So, so you had that little room in your house, you had your thing going, you started getting your proprietary stuff on your site. Can you give us, you know, maybe the short version of how you went from that to this? Because this is a very significant business now. It is. It is. I'm happy to say. Yes. I learned something interesting from you about that crafting is like the number one um, hobby. It was. And I'm not sure where it sits now, but at some point it really was like bigger than golf. Yeah. Wow. The paper crafting industry, which encompassed also uh, scrapbooking at that time. Yeah. Sure. Um, I don't know where it is now, but it's still a thriving industry. Yeah. It really is. So you had that site going, you had your little room and it, was it just a matter of getting business, more business coming through the site and more business coming through the site? And then just from there, it just ballooned? Well, it, it's kind of a cool story. So I had these proprietary products and I, I got, um, I got my samples and the first real products that were ready to to sell sure kind of at the end of or the middle of february right and i had gotten let go from what was then well which is now iHeartMedia. media uh, they had just kind of eliminated my position sure and so we still needed that income so i had given myself until march 1st to see if i could make a go with this yeah and i got my products in the middle of february and there was there's a large scrap or a large paper crafting forum called Split Coast Stampers. Okay. And at, they still they have uh, a set of concept designers. I think it's 12. They're called the Dirty Dozen. And at the time, they were really the influencers. Mm-hmm. So I sent product off to them. And every day I would watch the gallery um, to see if any card samples had been posted. Well, on February 27th, you know what? that date. <laughs> February 27th. Well, it's March 1st. March 1st. Oh, that deadline. was your deadline. Job. Wow. I love yeah. these kinds of stories. Yeah. So February 27th, some cards started getting posted from the Dirty Dozen. And lo and behold, I started having sales. So that next several days, I think I I think the sales were like $300, $500, something like that. Right. And it was just enough for me to say, okay, I'm going to give this just a little bit more time. Of course. Yeah. Mm. So they were posting your cards like they had created a card out of your product. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, they um, they mention you probably in yeah. their little blog or whatever they were doing. And then direct you, people were directed to your site. Yes. It was just so overwhelming. Wow. It, it was the coolest experience, really. So when you were getting those proprietary, I can't say the word, proprietary. Propi- <laughs> That's it. You don't even have to cut it out because it's one of those words I cannot say. <laughs> when you were getting those samples made, how did you find out who to go to for that because was it graphic designers were you already networking with people that could do stuff like that how did you go about that like how did you find split coast stampers well a friend of mine uh recommended split coast stampers and then she said and tell martin i said i'm sorry that that was her lead in because it it, they're It's a huge online community with tons of just ideas, inspiration, yeah. and lots of different companies represented. And, and for the listeners, Martin is Kim's husband. So, <laughs> yes, that's a key detail. Yeah. Yes. 
Um, let's see. So at the time I was a member of split coast stampers and I started posting my own little card samples. And then I was contacted by, uh, Julie Ebersole, which was at the time she ran the dirty dozen. And Mm -hmm. she asked me if I would want to send samples to split coast. And I said, Oh my gosh, yes, of course that would be like the coolest thing ever. Uh, so I sent them to her. She distributed them amongst the team and, all of a sudden on February 27th, things things changed. And what's kind of a a cool story in that as well, uh, my right hand in the business is Jody, Jody Mm -hmm. Morrow. And she was actually on the Dirty Dozen team at that time. And she was one of those first people that, and I didn't know her, that used the products to create samples. She actually mailed them to me. And of course, I still have them. Was she was she living in Florida? No, she was living in uh, at that time Texas. Oh wow! Okay, I was curious. I know Jody. I just yeah. I always thought this was more of a local thing. So go on. This is really interesting. Yeah, she actually moved to Florida about nine years ago this August, right? Uh, to work at MFT, and her husband worked at MFT for a while, and mm-hmm. then he got back into the medical field. Sure. Um, I I met her at in in Texas. There was a card swap where you go, you create. Uh, a set of cards and then you go and swap them with other people. Right. Interesting. And yeah, it was, it's yeah. kind of a cool way to meet up and you meet all of these, you know, people that and you see know other online. people's creativity. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that, and you know, and do you keep those cards or do you share them with other people? Well, in that case, I didn't finish them because I got too busy socializing. Gotcha. Right. Okay. So I still have the pieces and parts, I'm sure, or have donated them, but uh-huh. um, I never got around to finishing the cards. When I met Jody, Literally all I said to her and at least a half a dozen times that day was, it's so nice to meet you. It was kind of like, it was akin to me to meeting Martin. When I met Martin, I knew there's my person. Yes. Yeah. There's my person. And when I met Jody, there's my platonic soulmate. Like yeah. I knew it to the depths of my core. I didn't know how it was going to pan out yeah. or what was going to happen. But uh, when I met her, it was just, you clicked. it's so nice to meet you. Right. Yeah, and and it, we didn't even click personally because we didn't spend a lot of time together, but we like clicked energetically in some way. Sure. I don't really know. That's that's how to cool though. It. That yeah. that that is a good feeling when you have when you find mm-hmm. that you know. And that's proven itself to be a real thing now for yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah. it really it was a very special moment and not something that happens frequently. So you had those sales start up in sort of February, March. Did they, did you see like a steady incline from there? Yeah, I learned that what the industry did at that time for these smaller independent companies, of which I was one, was to create monthly releases. So we would create um, a new product release based on either a holiday or a general theme, mm-hmm. or and we'd release those things. And that's how we uh, kind of maintained a steady a steady income. Right. So who designed the new products? That is also kind of a cool story. One of the products I carried online originally was from a company called the Cat's Pajamas. And I contacted the owner and I said, you know, I am looking for somebody to to do some illustration and, you know, would you be interested? And she said, no, you know, my style is too distinctive for my line, but she recommended to me a site called portfolios.com. And I don't even know that it's around anymore. But when I started looking and I spent hours and hours on that site, Mm -hmm. Uh, I was drawn to work from an artist named Christy Beckwith. 
And that's who I worked with for the first several years. She was our primary illustrator. Oh, cool. Mm-hmm. cool. You still remember her name. That's pretty yeah. impressive if you're yeah. not using her still. So did we you, do on occasion. Oh, do you? Yeah. Did you come up with the ideas and then kind of give it to her and then she came up with the illustrations? Is that how it worked? Or did you Over kind of let time, her run yes. with it? Initially, she had some illustrations that I just thought were the coolest things, hadn't been done in the market. They were super hip. Um, and so I, I, we kind of used those illustrations and I came up with the sentiments and the fonts and stuff like that. And we laid the sets out and little did I know, cause honestly, like I didn't even give it any thought, which is kind of nuts, but the line came to be known as who's that girl, because they showed women's bodies, but they never showed their heads. So either the girls were often in a frame like one set had her carrying shopping totes. Yeah. One set had her walking dogs. One set had her in um, a bubble bath. Yeah. That was actually one of the first sets we released, Time for the Bubbly. So you couldn't see the lady's head. Right. And so it became the Who's That Girl line. And that wasn't even a name I thought up. That was a name our customers thought up. Oh, oh that's cool. clever, though. And what was kind of cool about it is women could... That could be anyone. It could be them. And that's kind of what the appeal was about that line. That's wow, cool. Wow, that is very cool. Yeah, it's very makes it a lot more personal, yeah. too, because it could be you. Yeah. So you're still online now at this point, mm-hmm. and that's growing. When did we move to like a brick and mortar type um, business? About eight, well, I guess close to nine years ago, we got to the point where we needed to move out of the house it just was too much product. Yeah. And we moved into our first retail location in Tavares. It was about 800 square feet. And then as soon as our year lease was up, we'd really already grown out of that space. So then we moved into our new space in downtown Eustace that was 1,600 square feet. So doubled. Wow. Yeah. And then a few months after that, less than a year after that, we took over the next space next to us, which was an additional 1,600 square feet. Holy moly. And then <laughs> about six or seven months after that, we took over the other space next to us, which was also 1,600 square feet. So the business just keeps booming mm-hmm. from that initial little site that you set up. Yep. Wow. And then in 2014, we bought the building that we're in now right. in downtown Eustis, yeah. and it's a total of... 16,000 square feet, but we really only occupy, well, no, that's not true. We've got six apartments upstairs and uh, 3,000 square foot dance studio, or it was a dance studio, but it's now for us. And then we have all 9,000 feet downstairs. Wow. Wow. Yeah. And it's a beautiful location. It is. It's an old building and it's gorgeous. It really is. Isn't there a cool story about how you came across that? Yes. I'm telling you, so many serendipitous experiences. It just lines up. I'm telling you. So we were looking downtown. We really, it's important for us to be part of the downtown community. We're looking downtown for a building, uh, anything that was available down there, because Eustis is very strong, very small. We're Mm -hmm. not exactly a booming metropolis. So we'd looked at those few buildings and nothing worked for us. And we were meeting with our realtor and Brianna said, gosh, I wish this building was available. Brianna's your daughter. Yeah, Brianna's yep. our oldest daughter. Yep. And who also works with business. She runs customer service and our website and a million other things. And she's um, nonstop. 
She is. She's a little firecracker. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes, she is. <laughs> yeah. All that energy that I had to deal with when she was little is, is paying me back in spades now. <laughs> no doubt. Yeah. So our, our realtor asked, do we need, did we know who owned the building? And we knew his first name was Daniel, but we knew nothing else. So our realtor reached out to him. She, he found uh, the name through property records reached out to him and said, would you be interested in selling this business or this building? And Daniel said, to who? And then when our realtor gave him our names, it turns out that the three spaces that we were leasing was a very, very good friend of Daniel's. And she had been talking about all of the improvements that we made to the property and everything we did for the community and what great tenants we oh, were. Oh, wow. So he was particular about who bought it and then he yeah, just heard all that. because it wasn't for sale. And so he oh. heard that and he goes, I'll sell it to them. And what not, the heck? I know. <laughs> and it gets even better. So when we walked in the first time to take a look at the building, I'm like, oh my God, this is amazing. But there's no way we can afford this. Yeah. There's just no way. And Daniel said, I'm going to sell you this building for $800,000, and I know it's going to appraise for higher. Yeah. And the appraisal came back at eight seventy-five. So he sold the building to us $75,000 less than it was worth. Wow. And he said, and because commercial real estate, you have to have a much larger down payment. He said, I'm going to loan you half the down payment up front. Oh my What is goodness. going on here? I know it. <laughs> this Crazy. Is amazing. Yeah, it's just like one of those like you know, people don't uh, hear these stories enough yeah. in real life, so I always love telling it. Yeah. yeah. Because it's this was meant to be. Yeah. Like things were aligning. It, it's just you you can't deny that that there was no. something else at work, you know, whatever you may believe in. Right. Things were aligning to where your company is meant to succeed. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it really feels like, and I don't take any credit for it. I mean, I, I feel like things are coming through me, but yeah. I, it, I don't take any yeah. well, I big think, credit for it. Yeah. Not taking the credit is, you know, a sure. good thing sure, too. Sure. I mean, you're, you work hard at it, but it's the passion. You know, I think we keep going back to that. When you have a really true passion for something. And, and your intention is pure. And right. your intention mm-hmm. is pure. It's going to go go where it needs to go. Magic yeah. can happen for sure. That's right. Now, this is truly a family business. Mm-hmm. Because obviously, it started in your house. Who was who was the working force in the house when we first started? Uh, Martin and Brianna. Yeah. Yeah. It was Brianna's unpaid job for a long time. <laughs> So I was going to say, we always use the children, you know, yeah. like, yeah, you're going to learn a good work ethic, going to help yeah. mom out. So what kind of things were they, I mean, this was like packaging stuff up, shipping yep, it mainly, patch, stuff packaging like that. products, uh, printing out all of the orders, getting them shipped out the door. So everything from, from A to B. Yeah. Tell us about a, a time Z. when you maybe had an extremely large order or something, like when that first one came in that was like, oh my gosh, we might need to get out of the house. Yeah. Right. And that's why I was asking if it was kind of a slow and steady growth or did, was there a moment, a day, a week, a month where you were like, wow, this is becoming, this is going to be like a big business. The first big order, like really big order that I can remember was from a distributor and they placed a $20,000 order. And to me that felt like I'd won the lottery. Of course. Of course. I mean, yeah. it was just crazy. I mean, that's, yeah, that's, that's significant. significant. Yeah. Oh, look at that. Said the same thing. Yeah. So, 
but it, it just, every step has just been so organic. Yeah. That, and I just was going to allow it to happen and not get in my own way. I didn't want to put limiting thoughts on, oh, we can never do this. And, yeah. Oh, we shouldn't do I, that. I love that you didn't over. So as a person who is type A and everything, I, I love that you didn't start over analyzing anything. It's almost like it, you just let it happen as it was meant to happen. And sometimes I think the over obsessing every detail and analyzing the little things that happen, you can skew the natural process. Yeah. Yes. And it seemed, yeah, you didn't limit it, but you also um, didn't put too much pressure on yourself. So I think those two things kind of just go hand in hand, you know, setting goals is great, but not putting that pressure on yourself as far as, Oh, I've got to reach this amount of money at this time. You know, you probably didn't have those too many of those thoughts. No, and I still try not to have too many. Like, I mean, I have a a, a forecast, a goal forecast of what you know we want to do in sales every mm-hmm. year. But I don't. I I can't have money be the driver. Yeah, because then it stops the magic. I yeah. really believe that. And I think your um, customer base knows that money is not the driver. I mean, that really putting a quality product out, things that are fun interesting you know that are kind of you know go along with whatever's popular or kind of trending at the time yeah. you know because you always want to you know if coffee is like the thing mm-hmm. you want to have those little you know stamps that they can do that have co- a lot of coffee little sayings and stuff and you right. guys come up with some of the cutest little sayings and you guys come up with these yeah jody you? and i come up with them yeah so jody and and kim are the ones that come up with the idea for all the stamps and and you have a a huge group of illustrators, correct? Yes. And graphic got, designers and stuff. Yep, we've got one primary or principal graphic designer, but we have a, a team of illustrators now and that kind of speak to many different styles. And yeah. So, and some of them, and they all have like their own little styles. Yes. That they, it's very distinct. Like when you start looking at the stamps, you can start telling that, oh, that is. From this artist from this or that, artist. like any yeah. art. Yeah. Yeah. They have their own style and yeah. it's really cool. So the do you and I'll clip this out if it's if the answer is no, but do the illustrators and your team ever physically get together? No, because uh, we've got one in the UK and we have one in Japan. Oh wow, they're all over the place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's impressive. Yeah. So it it would be kind of a challenge. Oh, we, of course. Yeah, we get together with our our main team that's in the US and then our uh girl from Canada um that yeah. we love dearly, but not There's the other philosophy the too that sometimes when you pull the whole team, I have this challenge with my type of business. Sometimes if you pull the whole team together, the business shuts down while you're together so you're, you can't really <laughs> you do that it's like that whole together. joke about the whole band shouldn't fly in the same plane at the same time yeah um i'm gonna shift gears for a minute though i do want to come back to some of the uh some of the the gatherings that you have around the company or within the company but you also have something that you got i refer to as almost your mission statement but you guys have what you refer to as your core values and when i read your core values i'm going to run through them really quickly but i think it speaks to the type of company that you are and i think it it speaks to what we have seen just on the out at knowing you on the outside of your mm-hmm. company and the gatherings and just the synergy in that place when we go into the actual store. And I'm, so the, the core family values are MFT is family, customers first, get out of your way, care about others, practice integrity. It's not just paper and ink. MFT is all about the experience. I love this next one. Give 
and it, there's little sort of sub sayings under each one, but the mm-hmm. give one says give, and then the sub saying is freely, unabashedly, you can never outgive the universe. And I love that. So true. Nine is love, 10 is be you, and 11 is have lots of fun. Nowhere in there does it say sell, 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 or any of the things that you would yeah, expect. Yeah, reach quota. Yeah. Right. For like an internal you know, driver for people, and I love that. I think that speaks to the type of company that you are, and I also think it contributes to your success. So- Props to you guys for yeah, that. Thank you. Thank How did you. you guys come up with those? Was that, I mean, that was obviously a team effort, but what was the process in coming up with that? We had met several times to come up with this and just nothing was flowing. It, it just, gotcha. we would sit and not get anywhere. Yeah. Your intention sometimes is hard to put into words, I think. Yeah. If you're staying genuine to it, because it starts feeling markety. Yes. Right. And then about the third or fourth meeting, all of a sudden, it all came. Yeah. Like Brianna had been looking online at uh, some mission statements, purpose statements from sure. other mm-hmm. companies and found kind of a layout that was fun. It's not like ours, but that was kind of where our inspiration came from. Yeah. Like, maybe we don't need to have this like so heavy. Yeah. Maybe yeah. it can just be fun and say what we want. Yeah. And maybe it just doesn't have to be one statement. Like yeah. a lot of them are just one statement or sentence that kind of puts into words. This is a lot more than that because you want to be a lot more. Yeah. Right. And we have 11 because we did it during our 11th year. Oh, I oh, love that. Very cool. Yeah. yeah. And I do like all the little, um, yeah, and we'll post the website so you guys can check that out because that is a very... It just keeps you inspired, I think. And you have them posted it at your business, of course, so that people can be reminded that this is what we're about. Yeah, that's something really important. And I, I, part of that, too, is to help the staff that works there that maybe hasn't been with us the, the whole ride, mm-hmm. uh, what the ride is about and why it's so important. Every little thing that they do, it's important to do it right. I yeah. think things like that also, you know, like you said, for new staff, they give you a sense of of sort of what the whole organization is focusing on. Because, you know, there are places where it's all about sales. So, and that works, I guess, for some business. And maybe it has to be that way for some business. But to me, reading that kind of a statement, uh, it just really clicks with me because it's all about making everyone's life better in in some way. And And especially if you see that once you start working there and you see that the company is backing up what this mission statement actually says, that that's even more inspirational. I I totally agree. And I think when I say making people's lives better, having a job, making money, that makes your life better. Mm -hmm. Giving to other people makes your life better. Yeah. You know, loving other people makes your life better. So it just, that's sort of the reoccurring thing I felt as I was reading through them that um, you don't really see at every company, you know? So again, I love it. Um, Now, can you tell us a little bit about those gatherings that you have? I know you guys do where you, you have a group of people into the shop, you sit down, you go through these sort of courses, classes. Can you give us some background about, uh, can you give us some background around what those are? Those are MFT retreats. Okay. What is an MFT retreat? We have, and at this point we've, the group of ladies that join us every year are pretty consistent. It's kind of, we don't advertise it. Mm -hmm. Uh, we start first with people that have been at previous retreats right and then it honestly never makes it past 
that list, we're looking to really start another one to give new people a chance. Right. Because it's become such a special experience. I don't know that there are many other crafting retreats where at multiple times during the event, you're just crying happy tears. Um, They are. True. It's, it's like crazy. Oprah. It's like um, Oprah's giveaway. Wow. The MFT There's that energy yeah. I'm talking about. Though. Oh, I'm telling you. So, but what do they do? So uh, for someone who's not in the crafting business or do does the crafting, what is an, what is a crafting retreat? We have five different instructors that come in and right. teach five different classes to the groups of ladies. And then, of course, Miss Angie helps us out with all the decor and the, the yummy food and every all the, the other instructors, when they aren't instructing, they're there assisting the instructor that's mm-hmm. instructing that at that moment. This year, we've got a super cool theme coming up, um, and we're just excited to, to explore it. We try and keep a theme every year. Last year, it was Old Hollywood. Yeah. Right. So we had some photo booths with uh, fun props and stuff oh, nice. like that. Yeah. And all of the decor and food and stuff was geared along those lines. Yeah. But it's just special. These ladies are just dolls. And there's just so much love. There really is just yeah. so much love. Now we've known them for so many years. And right. Yeah. It's a special event. So when you say, um, you know, it's it's uh, classes. So for instance, these are people that would typically buy the products and you're teaching them how to do some of the specific types yeah. of crafting different techniques yeah. and ah. using different products yeah okay wow, and they that's take cool. this and they use this in the cards that they create mm-hmm. so you know that's their craft sure. creating these be- you know the beautiful cards that you used to get from a birthday for your birthday from kim <laughs> yeah and i mean these are things you can put in a frame i like, know these i've are seen not, them they really are yeah these aren't like your hallmark card well you know? see and i think also too that that inadvertently becomes good advertising for you because some of the best businesses I've ever known, they don't really advertise. It's people seeing mm-hmm. the product and then they go, where did that come from? You know, yeah, how did that, how did you exactly. get that? The name, my favorite things. Did it start as my favorite things? It did. It yep. did. Okay. When I first opened up the online store where I was trying to carry only the products well, I was trying to carry only products I loved. Okay. The things I really Makes enjoyed sense. working with. Was that the so. first name you came up with? Mm-hmm. That's, oh, that's awesome. Great. That is great. Because a lot of companies do change names, you know, um, after they kind of grow or whatever. I don't know, you know why. I really didn't think about it being a catchy name at the time. I, like, really, the yeah. intention was just to carry the things I really loved crafting with. Oh, that's great. That's great. And that's one of the things you do, too, when um, you have the retreat. You share some of your favorite things with your ladies. Mm-hmm. So I told you, it's like Oprah. We always have the biggest goodie oh bags my gosh. filled with all kinds oh, of stuff. Oh, favorite things beyond just crafting. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. How cool is that? Yeah, these these ladies are spoiled. They are spoiled. And it is just, it is. Like, people are crying. And it's, they're, I called him. I'm like, you can't even believe this. I'm like on the Oprah show right now. <laughs> oh, how cool is that? They like that? come out the back doors and everybody's coming carrying stuff. All the staff is carrying stuff. I mean, it's amazing. Do you have video <laughs> clips of these things or no? Oh, you have to do I that. I think some. I think some on Facebook. Yeah. I know Brianna's yeah. taken some some videos. That of would it. be cool to have it like cut together, just a little quick clips, so you're not sort of ruining the experience for yeah. someone. Yeah, but give them a little sneak peek. Yeah, a little sneak know? peek. So you That's also have. Idea. That'd be cool, I think, yeah. Um, you also have uh, giveaways and challenges and things like that. Mm-hmm. Can you tell us a little bit about that as well? Because, again, not a crafter, but I went to your site and I saw every month there's a thing happening or more than one thing on some months. What are, what are those? 
Every time we do a release and any kind of car challenge that we have, we offer some kind of prize. You know, it takes time to to create cards. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's of course. at least an hour or two and sometimes a whole lot longer if you're well, doing as someone who coloring or like in-depth coloring. Of course. Yeah. I was going to say as someone who is meticulous about trying to make things just so, whatever I do, I could see hours being I mean, if you really want to get in, you can see that level of care and detail, detail in some of these mm-hmm. cards. It's like a little work of art. It is, and it's very therapeutic and I think I chose this hobby because I enjoy sit down and being creative for a couple hours and then having a finished product. Yeah, not you not I mean? coming then, back to yeah. it week after week. Oh, I can so appreciate that. I made one scrapbook once of Emma's first year and it was like the death of me. Yes. Oh yeah, they take forever. <laughs> it's such a when it becomes such a looming project, the fun starts dying, doesn't it? It does. Yeah. It does. And it stopped being yeah, it just stopped being enjoyable. So I like this because I have a very short attention span. Yes. Yeah. I get it. I can relate totally. <laughs> yeah. And you want to finish. You want to see that it's finished. Yeah, yeah. that's right. It's got to be done. Like let's. Yeah, it's and then take maybe this I long. even get juiced up to make another one. But at yeah. least I've got that one done. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The whole goal is complete in one uh-huh. one sitting. So what are the so so? Give us some examples of sort of what these giveaways are and the, and how they work. Each month as we have a release, uh, the point really is just to like make everybody aware of it and also to kind of get you know hyped up sure. as they're kind of seeing the designer samples and. All that stuff. So uh, for every comment that people leave on our blog, they're entered as a chance to win. Ah. And Yeah. And we try and keep the prizes worth commenting for. Because sure. even though yeah. it's just a comment, we it's still people's time. We yeah. still want to be yeah. respect, respectful of that. And so that's kind of important. Also so, keeps your community involved exactly. with the company, which is great. That's the biggest thing to us. We really want a strong sense of community. Yeah. Because people that are crafters, I have found that a lot of them are kind of looking for their place to be. Sure. Yeah, I could see that. And they have found this, and this is their home. And so that's why it's so important for us to to maintain that sense of family. Yeah. Yeah. There's like a kinship between between crafters. I get that for sure. And the challenges that they do vary. I mean, it can be, you've done like color challenges, Mm -hmm. where they're using um, interactive cards, (laughs) because you have all the tools to make Mm -hmm. all those. So they all have challenges on all sorts of different things, just depending on what the release is. And the creativity that comes out is amazing. Well, not to sound like a fool here, but you guys do like the interactive, like a pop-up book where things move when you pull a tab it's or something? It's not a pop-up book. Um, I'll have to show you online, but basically there are samples of you can have things like jumping up. Like something um, will peekaboo out like behind oh, a cloud cool or something. Pull the I angel out. or a card where there's a dinosaur and then you pull the tab and his mouth opens and a message slides out. Oh, yeah. how cool it's is that? It's really cool. Yeah. yeah. So That's we, really We neat. work to, and Jody is pretty hands-on. She's the mathematician and it yeah. takes honestly a lot of math mm-hmm. and geometry to of figure course. that stuff out. Yeah. So she's the, the mind behind a lot of those. And we have a lady on our design team, Laura, who's also got that same mathematic brain wow for it's creating like, cool stuff it's like origami or something at yeah. some point it's cool yeah. it really is cool and it's special and yeah you some know, of the stuff people come up with is just amazing and our intention is to make to enable crafters to create things that there's no way they could without the tools we create yeah but we want to make it easy for them because everybody mm-hmm. wants to create a, a card that when given to its final resting place 
is going to be like, oh my God, I'm how never did gonna, you do this? Right. Yeah. And I'm never throwing this card away because it's oh, yeah, too no. cool. Yeah. You know, it's a little piece of art, like I said. We spoke to Barbara Trazzi at the Linus Project. That's that organization that makes blankets for the homeless. Quilts and blankets, And quilts. Yeah. And it reminded me because she told us about, there's a, there's a male quilter on YouTube and it's called like Man Sews or something. And I watched a couple of clips and it was great. But wow. it seems to me that crafting is, you know, paper crafting, it's almost like the guy that's typically in his garage with all the woodworking stuff. It's yeah. a very meticulous process and it is an absolute skill to be able to put this stuff together, to get all the math right, to get it put together right. It is, to me, it's every bit as complex as something like building a piece of furniture if your passion is the craft instead of the furniture. Yeah, so it can be. Yeah. I mean that in a good way too, though. Yeah. It's like uh, we have some male crafters too. Oh, we're do starting you? to get some some yeah. more some more testosterone in the industry. I love yeah. that. I, yeah. yeah, I've seen a few guys at the um, mm-hmm. the retreats. Yeah, oh, very nice. That's awesome. So, what's next for my favorite things? What's the long term plan here? The long term plan is that we are looking to because over the years, my favorite things has amassed a large amount of art. So, and when we take our art and break it down into black and white line images, uh, we have a lot of like fully colored, beautiful florals, but we can't use them as is. We have to really dissect things and break them down for our industry. And so we have actually started another company that will be launching some products this year Cool, called Paper Celebration. Oh, nice. And we are moving into the stationary market. Very cool. So you'll be t- taking those images and putting them on just stationary for some just... journals, some to-do lists, oh, cool. uh, some notepads. And, and you then... love that kind of stuff. So yes. this is right up your alley. <laughs> yes. And there are a couple things that we're working on that um, will be fun surprises when they come out because there are a couple products that we're, that we're making that haven't been done before. Okay. So I'm really excited about that. Oh, That's cool. awesome. Another passion project. And it sounds like what you're saying is some of the art, the, the complexity of the art doesn't really work well with the regular paper crafting, but you can use those for stationery still. Exactly. Oh, that's awesome. That is really cool. That's exciting. Didn't know that. We got a little surprise today we yeah. did, in this interview, sure. didn't we? Definitely. <laughs> sneak peek. Sneak peek, for sure. Well, keep us posted on that because we'd love to talk to you about that company yeah. when it starts up and spread the word. Yeah, and and I know, and we can always cut this out if we need to, but I know that there was some talk of you and the girls setting up to do a little crafting podcast or an MFT podcast. What's we up with are. that? Well, <laughs> my podcast extraordinaire has emailed me back <laughs> and I have been out of town and have not reached back out to him. But yes, we are ready to go. Awesome. Cool. I think that's going to be really fun. I think well, that would be really good for your industry. Yeah, I mean, I really do. Yeah, we talk about the kinship and the trying to find where you belong. And I, mm-hmm. you know, I can relate to that in different things. Um, but I think uh, there's a sense of community around the conversation, around being in the conversation, too. So, yeah. And Kim's teasing me about being the podcast extraordinaire. <laughs> but I'm excited to get involved with helping you guys with that, however I can. Yeah. And yeah. to listening once you get it going. Yeah. Jody and, and Brianna and I and Steph when she's in town and Lena when she's in town and Erica when, when we get to see her. But the three of us that are local, uh, Jody, Brianna, and I, we just, we don't need a script. We're just ridiculous sure. together. Yeah. yeah. So much fun. 
Yeah. yeah. And it, I'm sure it'd be fun to listen in on too. Those, those organic conversations, which is what we're doing now really for the most part. But when Angie and I have the organic part of the conversation in our podcast, it's, it, it just flows and you almost yeah. have to watch the clock where you're and like, especially oh. when you have a good synergy with somebody yeah. or a group of people, it, and, it and just, it, that comes across. It really the, does on it, the podcast. Yeah. And I think it's clear that you guys do. And <laughs> I also do. think your intention <laughs> comes across in a podcast where, you know, you, we call it, uh, walking the talk. Yeah. And I think that, um, you know, existing customers, new customers really appreciate when they can yeah. kind of listen in and feel like they're part of the conversation. Yeah. You know? That's yeah. what's, that's what it's going to be. Yeah. But when you guys do it, are you, is it going to revolve around crafting or is it going to be girl talk sometimes? Like what I, do you yeah, think you're going to make it? It's going to have to be probably primarily, primarily girl talk. Yeah. 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 Because I, I mean, I think that would be great. I do too. I think if you, if the premise is it's my favorite things, you talk about the crafting and stuff sometimes, and maybe, maybe you have an episode where you don't really talk much about that at all. Yeah. Maybe you have an episode where you do and it's just organic. I think there will likely be a cocktail involved. Yes. So God only knows what's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows what's coming out on oh, that one? I think it'll yeah. be great. Well, we're excited to be involved and excited to listen in and I'm excited to spread the word when that yes, comes out. Yes, of when, course. When we get course. that rolling. Okay, so we ask every one of our guests and uh, I, I kind of know a little bit of the answer to this one already from you, but I'm going to ask it anyway for our listeners. But do you get involved in any sort of local community organizations or charities or anything like that that you'd like to help spread the word about? We get involved with every single thing we can. It's, I really believe that you can't outgive the universe. Yes. And so we work with Deliver the Difference, which is local to Lake County, and they've got a ton of programs. They've got outreach programs where they go to play, like in Puerto Rico after the hurricane, where they deliver meals. Oh, wow. Oh, great. Um, on the local spectrum, they deliver uh, weekend packs and summer packs to a lot of the kids in Lake County that... The only meal that they may likely eat today is the one is the free school lunch. Yeah. So they send them with a backpack filled with food for the weekend. To we give love them that. We wor work with eat. an yeah. organization like that. Yeah. It's amazing. And we do the Amazing Race for Charity. Oh, we went down there last yeah, year. We are going to actually do that one this year. If my hip is good. We're going to do that one because that, that looks is so, so fun. fun. It is. And it's it is great. It yeah. supports the community and lots of other places and, and yeah. we work with the Strut Your Mutt, which supports the animal shelter here in Lake County. Of course. <laughs> um, there And there are a million local cat and dog charities that I donate to that mm -hmm. I love. Florida Little Dog and Rough Times Rescue and Lucky Puppy and Candy's Cats that are all, uh, that we've adopted animals from, yeah. know a lot about, know the good work that they're doing. And of course, you know, we've got soft spots for animals. Of but, course. So... I, it's super important to yeah. be part of the community and to share any kind of wealth or love back with that community. Yeah. We yeah. need that. Yeah. Our it's world reciprocal. Needs that. Yeah. yeah. I, I totally agree. I also think it's reciprocal too, though. I Absolutely. think it comes back to you in spades. You and know? you guys do something um, at the store where you shut down early on Thursdays for something like that. Can you tell us yeah. a little bit about that? Uh, once a month, we're actually going to start being closed on Thursdays. And once a month, we do something fun with our team starting at noon. Um, sometimes it's bowling. Sometimes it's team training. Uh, sometimes it's coming over here for a pool party and a barbecue. Mm -hmm. uh, sometimes it's a movie. But just something that everybody's still getting paid. 
And it's just oh, forced, forced time together so that we can continue to bond as as family. It's team yeah. building for sure. Yeah. That, that's huge. And, I think and that sometimes has... you do like charity stuff during that time too, because yeah. I know you've done that for yep. us. We've done turkey handouts yes. with Deliver mm-hmm. the Difference. Mm-hmm. That's right. We got the bags yes. together. They put all the bags together for bags of bags. hope. Them, right. yeah. A hundred bags that were beautiful. Rhonda Santolin is like, oh my gosh, you made these bags. These are amazing. I mean, she was like so thankful. Yes. And everybody was, I mean, that was really great. Yeah. That was really great. There's always too. a way to help out. Yeah. Even if it's not on a large scale. Yeah. Even if it's, you know, given an hour of your time, there is a way you can help out regardless of your circumstances. And, yeah. and we're learning that through the podcast, just in our local community, there's, there's no lack of p- other people that are giving so much of their time that need help any way that they can get. Yep. I mean, it's amazing. And how I much definitely you feel like right now it's so critical that we see that people are innately good. Yeah. Yeah. I totally agree now and more giving, than ever. Yeah. And yeah. I think it, you having your staff, I think the team building thing is great because it does build fa- that family environment. And I, I know from my own experience that teams work together better when there's a level of sort of personal uh, appreciation and care for each other. Yeah, because you uh, get to know the know them personally and know yeah. what maybe circumstances they're facing in their life right now instead of just, you know... Business, work, business, work, work. Yeah. yeah. And the other thing, too, is when you guys do those charities together, um, you're... Not that people aren't already like this, but you're also teaching your employees that this is what we do. This is what you should be doing even when you're not with us and yeah. you're in your own personal time. It's sort of a... It's sort of that walk in the talk thing. Yeah. You know, I and love this that. might be something you're introducing somebody to, yeah. you yeah. know, and then they, they see that feeling they get when you are giving back. And I don't think anybody turns a blind eye to that once they experience it. Yeah. You know, I, it not feels many too people. Good. It, I mean, does. It, it just does. It really Selfishly, does. it feels too good. Isn't yes. that funny? I talk about how giving is the thing that you do that is selfless that starts to be feeling like you're self serving because. Mm-hmm. I spent, I hate to admit, but I spent a large portion of my life like, you know, living your life in, in sort of servitude, as they say, or giving sounds terrible. It sounds like a lot of work and I got a lot of stuff to do for myself. <laughs> but when you do it, mm-hmm. then you get it. And you're yeah. like, oh, this is okay. sort of self-serving because it's, I what, feel good. <laughs> it's what we're meant to do. I it mean, absolutely is. Yeah. It brings such an immense amount of joy. Yeah. And you can tell it's just what we are biologically wired to do. Yes. You know, and no I, matter what mass consumerism will tell you. That's right. Yes. That is right. You know? And I'm super thrilled that both of our daughters and now our son-in-law have been motivated by that example. And they are all three very, that's very important to them. Giving back. Oh, I love it. I love it. That's awesome. Emma's naturally, yeah. I think she might have been born like that, but probably taught too. But I think she's a a giver. Rachel's like that too. Like always making cards for people and just doing these special little things that you're like, how did you even think to do that? You're 16. You know right. what I mean? Spending all At this the time. At the store when somebody doesn't feel good. Like I wasn't, I mean, my hip was hurting. You know what I mean? And I wasn't like sick yeah. or anything. And she's like, let's get Angie some flowers we and a get well card. We need all the powerful, loving, giving yeah. women you. and men sure. that we yeah. can get. Yeah, yeah we I really agree. do. And that's a treasure. I totally agree. And that's a perfect way to end it. And thank you so much for sitting down and talking to us. I think your story is super interesting. And I have told it myself to many people in my uh-huh. life, but I I just love the success that you've gotten. I've known you for a long time, since way before the success. And it's a, it's a great story of, I think, 
intention and what it can do for you. And I just love to hear the success of your company and you guys. Thank you. You're making me teary. I know I made myself teary. I'd say it, but I meant it. (laughs) I mean, before I met you, he's like, Oh my gosh, she has this wonderful story. And you know, so it's definitely stuck with him. That is for sure. Yes. Cause I knew you for a long time before all that. And I think it was due for you to thank you to get what was coming to you in a good way. So thank you for sitting with us. Thank you. Yes. And much success on the new business. Yeah, I, I can't wait to hear more about it. Be, go wonderful. We're ready for it. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. All right, guys. Well, that wraps up a community call out. Hang tight, and we'll be right back with the information station. Are you ready to elevate your health and wellness? Burn Boot Camp Apopka is here to help you take it to the next level. Burn Boot Camp is so much more than just another gym. They are a community of strong, empowered individuals who are all about encouraging one another to be their best. 45 minutes at a time. Burn Boot Camp offers personal training in a group setting, personalized nutrition and education, unlimited 45-minute camps per week, and even complimentary child watch. Start elevating your health today by signing up for your free 14-day test drive at burnbootcamp.com forward slash apopka-fl or stop in and check it out. You can find them at 528 South Hunt Club Boulevard right here in Apopka. And if you stop in, make sure to tell them that you heard about Burn from It's All Fine and Danji. You can also hear more about Burn Boot Camp by listening to episode 42. Hey everyone, welcome back. Now it's time for the information station, but we hope you did enjoy that interview with Kim Vander Sanden. Such as, a cool last name, by as, the way. <laughs> isn't that a cool last name? Yeah. I can never spell it right. Anyway, um, we really enjoyed the interview with her. And as you can probably guess, I looked up some information on the benefits of crafting. Now, this is going to sound weird coming from me. Maybe. Maybe not. No, I could see you being a crafter. Like when you retire, I could see you writing and Maybe doing some crafty stuff. You know, I it's never... It's creative. I, I do do like being creative. And, I, you know, I got to admit, I've never really been much of a sports guy. I think it's great and it has its place. But I have always been into more of an artsy kind of yeah. thing or computers or something you know, a little more nerdy, I guess. Um, I did like pottery and stuff in high school and I was always really good nerdy? at that. what? Yeah, I know. <laughs> but, um, you know, I just... Uh, I, it, this to me reminds me a little bit of the conversation we had with Barbara Trozzi with the Project Linus Foundation uh-huh. for the blankets because, you know, as you can imagine, it's kind of the similar benefits. When you're doing crafting, it reduces stress, very similar to the way, you know, creating the, mm-hmm. the blankets and doing the knitting yeah. and those kind of things reduce stress. Now, these, this is a Berkeley um, study that I'm reading or that I've pulled this information from. It's, but, you know, it's interesting that they actually do studies on stuff like that. I oh, mean, I, I think so, too. But it's something about that rhythmic, repetitive movement that your brain goes into this pattern. It's the same thing we talked about with the blankets. Honestly, I can see this sometime in my day-to-day work. When you're doing something that is almost autonomous because you've done it so many times, it gives your brain a feeling of peace but still a feeling of accomplishment at the same time yeah almost it almost gives your mind put your mind in a relaxed mode that's yeah, exactly. how i like a repetitive type thing gives it almost a rest from everything it does and you know what's and weird? i think the last time we talked about this about crafting yep. there was a study about that yeah there was yeah there exactly was and that's what i was going to say you know what's weird about it so you would think like when you sit down and watch tv that you're 
really putting your brain in a totally reduced stress, relaxed mode. But it's a whole different mode that it goes into when you're actually doing something, but it's not something that is stressful to you. So it's hard to explain, but yeah. it's not like a brain dead thing. You're, it's a highly functioning but low stress mode that your brain goes in. That's cool. Um, it also helps to head off cognitive decline, the same thing we learned about knitting. So I think it's pretty easy to see where this is going. Yeah. That keeping your brain Positive, yeah. Keeping your brain and your fingers and your hands sort of engaged together in a repetitive motion that requires some level of concentration keeps your brain from going into decline. It's like you're exercising a muscle. So it reminds me of like when babies are little and you're teaching them, you're you're pointing to stuff. You're making them touch this block that says A. And then you're saying A. So it's a hand-eye coordination thing. Yeah. And it, you know, exercising the brain, just like you said. Yeah. But there is something about that touching it at the same time and, you know, rearranging things. Like, just like we teach little kids. It yeah. exercises our brain when we're older. Yeah. So It's cool. amazing to me. And it, the last thing I read was that it helps people to cope with chronic pain. And it doesn't get rid of your pain, but it distracts your brain from focusing on the pain. So anytime you can have a hobby like that, that is keeping you distracted, mm -hmm. and like people that belong to like crafting groups reported, they felt less isolated. They felt like a sense of belonging with others. There's the whole social aspect of it. But they also reported that it distracted them. Those that have chronic pain, mm -hmm. it distracted them. Yeah. To know that it's also has the, uh, the, the benefits of you know, actual physical benefits to it your does. body. Yeah. It's very cool. It, it interested me when I first met her to learn how big the crafting company is, like how big oh, crafting is it? as far as of a hobby. Oh, just in general. Yes. I couldn't believe it. I'm like, no, this is like your local little shop where people come and pick up a few things. No, this is global. I mean, I think Kim had told me, and I think during the interview, I might have brought this out, that at one time it was like the number one hobby. It's still in like the top 10. Really? Hobbies. Wow. Yeah. That's, that's um, awesome. But one of the things that was um, concerning to me is the fact that, you know, you think of counterfeiting things. Yeah. Who thinks that crafts are counterfeited? Like, Nobody really thinks of crafts as being counterfeited, right? Yeah, you think I, well, of, I, I know where you're going with this because I know the story, but yeah, I never yeah, would have thought about that yeah, either. Yeah, because you think of things like handbags or perfume, right, that are these knockoff brands, sure. but they're taking um, advantage of the superior value of the, the product that's actually counterfeited. Yep. You know, they're stealing. That is stealing, of right? Of course it is. Um, well, you know how I feel. I'm one of these people, I don't steal music or movies yeah, i don't yeah. stream it unless i bought it yeah. so yeah i can't stand it when artists are getting ripped off yeah and i'm not trying to anyone. go negative on this but what i thought this is important to bring out is especially small businesses like yeah. my favorite things i mean even though they're successful and you know large on a global scale because they're selling all over the the world right they're still a family-owned small business yes. they don't have multiple locations they you know are right here in eustis florida in a, you know, in a nice little building that they own. And, you know, they have a, a small staff, very close knit staff. Yeah. She plays, pays fair wages. She takes care of her employees. Um, and we don't think of if we're buying something that's counterfeit, 
how that is stealing from that company. Oh, of course. And I think it's important for all of us to kind of sit down and think about that. You know what I mean? Who is this affecting? Because, you know, I've looked up something that's like hundreds of billions of dollars are made from counterfeit products every year. Wow. I mean, this is nearing the trillion mark, you know, from what I've read. Doesn't surprise me, but still. It's just, it's crazy, you know. And even with crafting products, like, you know, they come... They have artists that come up with these concepts and these ideas and graphic designers that design it. You know, these are trademarked things. Yep. And, you know, other companies that think they can make a, a very small buck off of it because they set, they copy the image. I mean, they these counterfeiters will straight up take your image of your item and put it on their website like it's theirs. And you think you're getting this the product at product. a very discounted price. That's if you really want to do the right thing. Yeah, Make especially sure when it comes to art or a very specific brand or yes, something like that. Or, or small business, like you said. I think it's critical. Mm-hmm. I, I I feel like you should always do it, but if if no other time, do it when you're dealing with small businesses because they really need the money and they really need mm-hmm. your help to help build their brand. If you believe in their product, then show them that by helping them grow. Yeah, and you know, when you shop local places like that or smaller businesses, you the customer services usually way more exceptional than you're going to get anywhere else. That's right. You get treated a little extra special when you maybe receive your package in the mail. Yep. So there's these little perks to shopping with smaller businesses like Indeed, that. Indeed, there is, yes. That you're not going to get for buying it for $2.83. Absolutely right. On some website that has every create different variation of knockoff. You That's know? true. So I just thought that was important to bring out and just get us all thinking, okay, where my where's where are my things that I'm purchasing coming from? Yeah. Anyway, though, that pretty much wraps up the show this week, guys. I did want to plug a couple of things. I know we haven't done that in a while. The Podcast Mafia is a Facebook group that we were recently in, uh, introduced to and added to. If you are interested in podcasting or if you want to see what's going on in the world of podcasting, I highly encourage you to check out the Podcast Mafia group. I'll put a link in the show notes to that. Also, Kitchen Killers, our friends Billy Floyd and The Commodore, they are raising money for their very first album ever. Oh, cool. It's very cool. I I heard him say that. Yeah. So I'll drop a link in the show notes to where you can donate money if you'd like to help them. You could say you were part of history with the Kitchen Killers' first album. Yeah. So they are new friends of the show, and we're very excited to be on their show soon. And by the time you hear this, we will have already been on it. That's right. But as we talk about supporting local, let's help these guys get their first album made. That would be so awesome. Also, one more thing I wanted to say as we're wrapping up, we're talking about my my favorite things a lot. That is our community call out. And I'm very excited to announce, I think I already announced this. They have their very own podcast coming. Oh, yes. So more details to come on that, but we are really excited to be part yeah. of it. And uh, I'm helping them kind of get that up off the ground. Get that so. ball rolling. That's right. Rolling, rolling, rolling. I think that will be very successful. I do too. I yeah. really, it's going to be, be very great. interesting. Yeah. There's also another group out there. It's called What's On Orlando in Central Florida. That's another group that I recently, uh, I think it was Jen Hogan who yeah. shared our Facebook Live on that page, but she I've did. also now joined that page. And it's very interesting to see what's going on in the area. And as we went through all of the local events coming up throughout February and parts of March during our Facebook Live, this is a really good source for that type of information as well. So I'll put a link in the show notes for that. 
I also want to remind you that if you want to listen to the show regularly, you can go to findandangie.com. I've revamped the website a little bit, but we have a listen now page where you can listen to any episode of the podcast. And if you're familiar with podcasts, you can also hear us on all the major platforms. That is Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, TuneIn, or even on YouTube with each one of our podcasts. And you know what I found with a lot of people, they don't realize that if you have an iPhone or a Google phone, yep, it's built or an Android. It's called it's an Android a, it's both. phone. Well, it's, okay. it's two different things, but uh, Google <laughs> anyway, is an Android phone. They yeah. all have an app built right into the phone for your podcast, so it's not like you have to go search one. They do. You do have to download the app, um, I yeah. think, and I'm not even sure if iPhone comes with a podcast app in it anymore. But either way, you're right. It's like yeah. right there in the app it's store. Really easy to do. Quick download. Everyone knows what Spotify is. Everyone knows what iHeartRadio yeah. is. And there are dozens of other podcast apps and feeds out there. You can find our podcast in any of those by just typing in Fine and Danji, D-A-N-J-E-E. You can even have your Google device or your Alexa. I'm going to leave the A out (laughs) so ours don't wake up. You can ask those devices to play our podcast if you just want to listen to it through your smart devices. So lots of places to find us if you're interested. And if you are interested, we would like to ask, as we always do, If you could please rate, review, and subscribe, we really, really benefit a lot from the ratings or the reviews. Um, You know, we've got very positive reviews. We can always use more, and it helps us. You can never use too many positive reviews. That's that's for sure. And if you ever want to chat with us, leave us a message. Give us a call at 407 490 3899. We'd love to hear if you have any ideas, if you have any upcoming events that maybe we need to know about to share with the community. But yeah, give us a call, leave us a voicemail, and let us know if we can play you on the air. If you know, maybe you're just saying something kind or have something to tell the community. Or you can email us at feedback at fineanddanchy.com and also find us on all of our social media the same way at fineanddanchy. That's right. That's where we're at. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much once again for tuning in and sitting with us for a while, listening to our wonderful community call out that we had this week. Anyway, guys, so we look forward to all the great interviews that we have coming up. We are booked now all the way through June and um, lots more guests on the list to get scheduled so we are excited to just keep bringing you great interviews every week letting you know what's going on in the community the small help support small businesses small farms all that jazz but you know what at the end of each and every single day we want you to remember it's it's all fine and dandy Fine and dangy, indeed. Not fine and dangy, indeed. I did the AEI thing. Um, And we look forward to bringing you a lot. If you could have seen Angie's facial expression just then, I looked like she was having some kind of a seizure. (laughs) Ha ha ha!